This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to have so much more. We're going back to my roots. We're going to be talking about marketing. And I love talking about marketing because every business needs to be doing it. And every business is not quite sure what the heck they're supposed to be doing. And I don't care if you've been in business 20 minutes or 20 years. These things are still very confusing. And so we're going to have a great time today talking to my guest, Andre Rosedahl. So welcome, Andre. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Deb. I'm not really excited to be on the program. I love it. Well, let me tell people a little about you and then we'll jump into this. So Andre Rosedahl has a fascination with using data to make storytelling decisions. He has a wealth of experience in both digital marketing, strategy, and execution. Synthesis Insights was created as a lead generation agency focusing on SEO and digital advertising and has evolved into a mid-size B2B marketing agency that focuses on helping clients reach specific and measurable goals. Those are the key words right there, folks. So again, Andre, welcome. Thank you. Great. Well, I always like to find out from my guests how it is that they got to where they are today. So tell us about how you discovered that this is your passion in life. Yeah. Um, growing up, uh, my father was was an entrepreneur, had a lot of different businesses. Um, so I think just being exposed to that side of that side of of business really gave me a passion for um, helping other businesses. So, you know, after college, I started working in television advertising, where I was on the pricing and analytics side. Mm. So I was pricing out commercials and making recommendations for specific advertisers. So that way they made sure they got the best bang for their buck. Mm-hmm. Um, and that experience was was really great. I got to experiment with kind of pricing psychology, where, you know, I was looking at if I create three different packages, how can I price these differently so that way we can think about things differently? Um, but I, you know, as, as I as I grew in my career, I wanted I wanted to continue to grow, and um, television was changing, and I was seeing all these uh, sales folks making a ton of money um, at my organization. I said, well, you know, maybe that that could be me. So I started, yeah, started studying what they did, and you know, they they weren't any smarter than me. They weren't. Um, you know, any more talented. It was really just they had great communication skills. So um, I studied what they did, and and then 
learned as much as I could about digital marketing and kind of ventured off into that world. Mm-hmm. I, I started an agency with a business partner, and we focused primarily on social media marketing um, for small businesses. Mm-hmm. And since then, you know, I've started my own my own business where I've really focused on kind of the tactics that I focus on are SEO and digital advertising, but it's also creating strategies and, and getting back to the roots of of classic marketing. I so love that's that. kind of where I'm today. I love that. Yeah, so let's talk about classic marketing and, and really what that means. Because, you know, I see it, you see it, we all see it. Um, people go with the flavor of the month, you know, and, and, and they forget that there really are some basics to marketing. So walk us through those. Yeah, I, you know, every time I, I start working with a client, you know, I, I really focus on on providing specific measurable um, goals for them. So, I, you know, I ask them questions like, you know, what are your, what are your key performance indicators for this? What do you want to accomplish? And, and a lot of times they don't know. Right. Um, they give you and, the, um, uh, <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's a big, that's a big problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Or um, they're very so, vague. They just say, mm-hmm. we want more clients. We want more sales. We, we want more. I mean, you don't want to decrease, right? Um, but yeah, they, it's just more, but it's this nebulous in a perfect world more. Exactly. Yeah. I want more brand awareness. Yeah. I want more clients, but it's, it's really breaking down the basics of, okay, let's, let's reel it back even further. Do you have buyer personas? Do you have customer journeys? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. This is a great opportunity mm-hmm. to really think about kind of why you created your business. Mm-hmm. What is the what is the purpose of it? Because I think mm-hmm. what I see with business owners and marketing professionals of all sizes is that they get hyper focused on their product mm-hmm. and what it does, the features. You know, is it it's it's super fast. It's you know it provides yeah. this amount of benefit, mm-hmm. but they. They forget kind of why it was created. What problem are you solving? Mm-hmm. So when I'm when I'm in classic marketing, it's getting back to, okay, you have this product. Why did you create this mm-hmm. product? Who is it helping? Mm-hmm. What do those what do those people care about? And then does anybody kind of even care? <laughs> that's true. That's very you know that's that's also a good exercise um, for myself and my team and other marketing agencies. Is this going to be? a winner or is this going to be a struggle? Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes you have to dig a little bit deeper to find out if it is going to be a winner. Right. You know, I I always think about things like pet rocks. You're not old enough. Um, (laughs) Where people bought rocks. They didn't Mm -hmm. even have anything painted on them. They were rocks. (laughs) And I mean, lots of people bought pet rocks. They gave them as gifts. I mean, it was just, and but somebody made lots of money off of this. And then you look at at Google, the big guy mm-hmm. who really should know what the heck is going on, who has tried multiple times and I think has finally given up on mm-hmm. launching a social networking, social media platform. Um, you know, and and it just it's I think in all of those cases, people had absolutely no idea. A, you know, did somebody want the product? And right. honestly, who wanted to rock? But uh, lots of people did. That was what was so bizarre yeah. about it. But you know, from from the perspective of Google. People didn't want a different social media platform. They were mm-hmm. happy with what they had. 
Now, the funny thing is, since then, of course, we've had TikTok. We've had, you know, all sorts of other things that have launched. So how, what the heck, how did they do it differently? Right. Um, So I think it's, it comes down to a lot of testing and, and, and that's probably one of my favorite things in marketing is that um, you have the opportunity, you have, we have theories about what people want, um, but we don't always know. And there's not, there may not be a ton of research on it. Someone may not have done it before. So there's a lot of ways that, you know, you can run these, you can run these tests, whether it's focus groups, or maybe it's a paid advertising campaign to see if this is a good idea in the first place before you kind of go down that long path. But um, yeah, that, I think that's, that's the fun part is, is figuring out what is going to, what is going to work. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, in the example of Google, they assumed that their name was going to be, you know, people would go, oh, this is from Google. Therefore, we must like it and we must do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but but in, say, TikTok, now, I'll be honest, I don't have a TikTok account. So <laughs> this is just kind of, you know, but, you know, it is it is different. And so that's what attracted people to it was they went, OK, this is not Facebook. This is not it's mm-hmm. not even Instagram or things like that. It was different. Right. Yeah, I, I recently ran through uh, ran through a customer journey with a client, and we were looking at kind of the three stages of, of, of sales and marketing. We have awareness, consideration, um, and decision and purchase. And within all those three stages, we were looking at a specific customer segment of them, kind of what they were thinking about during each stage of the process, and then what actions they were taking with, with the brand and how we could create opportunity from that. And it was just, it was so eye-opening to them. They were like, wow, I never really, I never really thought about this from my actual, my target market's perspective. And it just was like a total mind shift. And well, I do things this way. I like to, I like to research on Google first. Um, whereas their client was, you know, they were a, a farmer. They, 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 they're not doing research that way. It was, completely different where, you know, they wanted to interact with people on the phone. So, uh, you know, a chat function is not, not the best way to communicate with them on the website. So it's, it's, we have these kind of, we have a lot of these assumptions and I think we know which ones are going to work, but taking the time to, to actually really think about it and empathize with your, with your target market is so valuable and it creates so many great insights. Right. You know, and let's talk more about that customer journey because I think it's it's exactly true what what you said. We assume mm-hmm. we know what it's going to be like because that's kind of how we probably put it together in our head. This is needed, right. therefore. Um, you know, and, and so tell us how you kind of work with somebody who's developing, say, a new product or service mm-hmm. and and what that customer journey journey would entail. Yeah, so it it starts with uh, you know a pretty pretty brief survey of questions about their target customer. We kind of create that that avatar, so it's it's bringing life to them. It's asking you know age, all those kind of demographic questions, but then also some psychographic things mm-hmm. too about really really what's important to them because mm-hmm. at the heart of it, right? I'm I'm more analytical than I am emotional, I think, but. We all make purchases with emotion. That's something that I've had to learn over the years is that um, the best way to to kind of get someone's attention is, is emotionally. So making sure you capture all those things too. And then it's it's going through each stage of the process, right? And we 
the biggest thing that I've seen is we tend to jump too quickly to these secondary and third uh, okay. stages of the process where you might think a client is in that consideration. You might think the client is still in the awareness stage, but you're talking, you're already pitching your product. They're not even aware of that they have a problem yet. So it's, it's, it's reaching them kind of before they even know about your product, obviously, and then educating them on what, on how to solve a specific mm -hmm. problem before you move on. That's, that's an area that I've really seen a lot of opportunity because once, if you start pitching someone too quickly, they're going to be turned off. Mm -hmm. um, so properly kind of funneling them down each stage and, and providing a lot of education, probably a lot of, a lot of value before you start selling them is, 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 has been really valuable. Right. You know, and, and it's so important to understand really what is important to them. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, it, I believe it was, it was Volvo when they were doing a lot of their advertising, you know, they didn't talk about how fast it could go from zero to 50. They didn't talk about Corinthian leather seats. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they didn't talk about any of that. They talked about the safety features. Because they knew that their target market were mothers, in, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and that was what the moms cared about. You know, right. is, is this safe for my kid? Okay, I want the blue one. <laughs> you know? And, and you know, yeah. because, right, you know, that's, that was the emotion part. I want the blue one. Um, but, but yeah, you know, and, and I think that's where we, again, we get caught because we mm -hmm. think we know it's important. So we might think, okay, this lady is going to care about you know, how many kids she can get in there, how, right. you know, all those, you know, how many cup holders there are. No, mm -hmm. I want to know if my car gets broadsided, what's going to happen. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. And it's, it's just getting back to why did you create this product? It's not, yeah, it's not how fast it was. It was providing something that's going to make you feel safe. Mm -hmm. In the case of Volvo, and 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 they nailed it. And I think we still have that perception of the brand today. Mm -hmm. Right. What 30, 40 years later? Mm -hmm. Pretty, right. pretty, pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and same thing with like minivans, you know, and, and all of those. I mean, they certainly didn't position them as woohoo sporty, <laughs> right? Because right. they're not woohoo sporty. They are family vehicles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so when they show, okay, you can get seven kids in there and a dog and, you know, all of those various things, that's where, you know, that's, that's the selling features. Absolutely. And then additionally, it's creating that, that trust. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you create that? Because that's another thing that I, that I, that I experienced when I was watching these top, top selling professionals mm -hmm. is, how are they doing it? Um, what is what what makes a successful salesperson or a communicator better than someone else? Well, mm -hmm. what do we like? We like we like trusting people. We want to work with someone that we trust. So, um, thinking about ways that you can create that create that trust, whether it's mm -hmm. testimonials or if it's you know um, interviews with people. There's there's a lot of different ways to create that digitally, and um, I think sometimes we we assume that. People are just going to trust us for for whatever reason because you well, know, we're Google, a brand. But you know they're going to yeah. trust us because of the name. Well, exactly. maybe not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, and, and I think we see that all the time when, especially established products, you know, have have something new. You know, you so you've got the name brand, mm -hmm. and it comes out. And a lot of times, I think, well, that's a totally different product line. How do they even know about it? Um, you know, and 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 if 
it, it's kind of one of those things where if I'm wondering it, I'm probably not unique. So, um, you know, how was it that, sorry about that, that, um, you know, that they, they came to those. And, and, and again, it comes back to knowing who mm-hmm. it is that you're marketing to. Um, cars, again, cars are a great example of that because we all like to think that, you know, it's the guys, especially the salespeople, mm-hmm. right? I hate it when I go to buy a car and I get ignored. Um, yeah. You know, and, and my husband has been known to tell them, this is her car. I mean, like the last vehicle we bought was a pickup and it's my yeah. pickup. You talk about being ignored. I mean, they could not get it through their head that he was just there to be there. Um, and the pickup was was for me. And so, um, you know, it, it, but there's a, a vast majority of decisions of anything are made by women. And I think that is the mm-hmm. one thing that, you know, people, especially, you know, even if it's a male oriented type of product, it's still, you know, the wife, the spouse, the sister, the daughter, the whoever that says, yeah. hmm, what about, or just, no, 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 you don't need another one of those. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I saw, I've worked with a lot of clients in the home improvement space. Um, and we, we, you know, we create these personas ask, I ask the business owner, yeah, who's, you know, who's your target market? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, uh, men 35 to 64 that have, you know, income of 150,000 plus. Because it's an appliance and it's silver. and <laughs> Exactly. Maybe, maybe because they're making and I ask them, what makes you think, well, they're the ones that that are paying for it. They're the ones that are making that, um, right. you know, they're putting down the credit card. Mm-hmm. And it's taking that step deeper of, mm-hmm. well, you know, how, how did they get to that decision? Mm-hmm. Did they make that decision on their own? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe we should dig a little bit deeper into that. And then you do that, you do some homework and, and you find out, no, it's absolutely not the, the man making that decision. Right. It's, 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 you know, it's women behind, you know, that, that want to have, that want to push this forward. So again, it's doing that, taking that extra step to really understand, understand your clients. Right. Um, and on that point too, of, you know, brands that just make a product out of nowhere, I think about a lot of businesses that I work with and even my own business where I've, um, you know, as, as a, as a start, starting up, starting up as a business, I wanted to offer every service under the sun. And mm-hmm. it just, it was great, you know, because you have the time and you think you right. can do all these things and you want to take the money. And you think everybody needs it. So I'll offer all of it. Absolutely. And I, you know, and then I started doing full website designs and I was, you know, I'd, I had developers on my team and, um, and I realized, wow, I, I really don't like doing this mm-hmm. and it's not as profitable as I thought it would be. It's the, the, the results. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of. The results are affecting my core business. So it had to take a step back and think about, okay, what am I really good at? What do I want to be known Mm -hmm. for? And how can I provide, most importantly, how can I provide my clients the best level of service and get them the best results? And it was focusing in areas that myself and my team were best at. So ditching some of those products Mm -hmm. and, and knowing how to brand myself. Yeah, you know, unless you're a gigantic company, you're not a one size fits all. And even the right. gigantic companies are not one size fits all. Um, you you look at something, say, you know, like Walmart. I mean, mm-hmm. they know that, you know, they know they have a very good m- 
people in mind as to who they're selling to. And so they're not selling the high end items. They're mm-hmm. not selling high priced items. You know, you're not going to walk into a Walmart and be able to buy a pair of, of, you know, uh, oh, I just, the, the name went out of my head. You're not going to buy some Dolce Cabanas or, or anything yes. like that. Right. And, you know, it, it's just not going to happen. You know, if you yeah. want that, you're going to go to Nordstrom's. You're going to go to Neiman Marcus. And in Neiman Marcus, you're not buying Hanes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So they know who they're marketing to. Yeah. You take you even go back to the car example. You look at Toyota. And mm-hmm. if they were to release, you know, a, a luxury vehicle, we'd mm-hmm. be like, mm, this doesn't really fit. Right. So what do they do? They create Lexus and they start right. that branding yeah. from the ground mm-hmm. up. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the success is, mm-hmm. has been tremendous. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. we... We know we're really good. We're really good at SEO and we're really good at digital advertising. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of narrowed in our target market now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, 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 it's just mm-hmm. the, the, the positioning and the, and the sales process has been much smoother because there's this, that confidence when you know what you, what you're good at and, right. and, and your clients, mm-hmm. they believe it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, the results have been great. Right. You know, and, and I talk about this a lot on the program, especially when we're starting out. It's hard to say, okay, we're going to sell to A and not mm-hmm. to B, C, D, E, F. <laughs> you know, and yeah. Because we think we're leaving money on the table. And yeah. potentially we are because, you know, right. M might want it. You know, they might want that. But we're saving our money by, you know, mm-hmm. and, and our time and our efforts, you know, back to like the car commercials, you know, and, and I always get a kick out of advertising on TV, you know, and, and since mm-hmm. that's your background, you know, I'll be, we'll be watching a TV show and I'll think I'm either I'm in, you know, this demographic doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. Why, why did this ad run to me? So it could be, okay, they weren't expecting me to like that program Mm-hmm. Or they just had somebody who said, hey, we want you to advertise. And they never stopped to think, okay, we're advertising the hip-hop music to mm-hmm. my demographic, right? Right. You know, there might be some people in my demographic that like hip-hop, but, you know, they should probably, you know, not count on that. Um, Absolutely. Know. I experience that all the time where advertisers... They all, some of, you know, a lot of small business owners, they have big egos too, and they want to be seen during, during programs that they think. Prime time. My favorite program is, therefore I must advertise. Exactly. I love this political person, Mm but wait a minute, your clients don't think like that. They don't, that's, you know, maybe those are your friends, but are they, are those, is that your target market? So Mm -hmm. you have to, you know, I found myself having to say, all right, let's, Mm-hmm. Pump the brakes. Let's reel it back. Why are you doing this? And then they're like, oh, okay. Right. They start to kind of start to click a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, years ago, I started my PR career working for the American Cancer Society. Fabulous place to, to especially to, to learn your chops. And, and, you know, because we had really good relationships with all of the media. And I remember one time we had um, a campaign going and it was breast cancer in younger women. So, you know, mm-hmm. 20s and 30s. And, you know, so we go to television station X. At that point, they were required to run a certain number of ads, you know, for free. And and so we, you know, and, and, and so we're working with them and they said, okay, we think this should run during our six o'clock news because that's when the most people watch. Yeah. And I looked at him and I went, no. And they said, what do you mean? That's, that's the most, you know, you're going to, it's, it's the most expensive real estate because that was when the most people were watching. I said, okay, our demographic is cooking dinner then. They're not paying attention to TV and right. you know, and, and all these things. And I said, I want these to run after 10 p.m. 
and, a, and, and the biggest hits we got were the ones that ran at 2 a.m. Because mm. the, the young moms were up at that time and they were watching TV because there was nothing else to do. And, right. so, you know, and, and they were like, really? And so we got like five times the, the amount of space because who wanted to advertise at you know, 2 a.m.? But it was right. just a matter of knowing who our audience was. Yep. It's so important. Just to that example, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who many, it's, it, it matters who. Mm-hmm. That's, right. that's, that's what we're all trying to do. Right. Right. Now I want to talk paid because that mm-hmm. is what, what you specialize in. And, you know, I, I always love it when people say, oh, we want to have a Facebook business page because it's free. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's free to the, yeah. the point that you're not paying to have right. it. And I always say, always have a website, all those various things. But I do tell them, okay, it's still your time and your energy. So it's not completely free. But, you know, people think that free is the best way. And and then they think the other extreme, well, if we pay, it's going to cost thousands of dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talk to us about how the average small business person can do a good paid advertising campaign. Yeah, it's it's that... It is a bit of that pendulum mm-hmm. of time versus money. And, and that's something that I know I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Every business owner I've, mm-hmm. uh, I've ever met, that's the biggest, it's it's the most important thing, right, is our time. Mm-hmm. So um, when we're looking at kind of creating a campaign for a small business, it is it largely depends on, again, going back to their goals. Who do you want to reach? Mm-hmm. Um, how can we reach them and then creating up a strategy, creating a strategy um, for that mm-hmm. because the paid, the, the organic environment now on Facebook, Instagram um, is, it's almost, it's very difficult to right. get mm-hmm. any exposure at this mm-hmm. point. So you either can create partnerships with people mm-hmm. through influencers, or you can go the paid route. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, if you're going to go the paid route, it is important to have these kind of these specific measurable goals, whether you're spending 500 a month or 50,000 a month. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's not just about did this result in a mm-hmm. sale? Because again, we're going back to that, that customer journey. Mm-hmm. It's creating these micro conversions throughout the process. So mm-hmm. maybe in the awareness stage, did we get them to visit our website and stay on there okay. for longer than 15 seconds? Mm-hmm. And then kind of, as we get down, did we get into consideration? Did we get them mm-hmm. to visit our pricing page? Mm-hmm. Cool. That's another conversion. Did they and sign then, up for our newsletter? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's creating those, it's creating those, those um, tangible metrics. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we do with every client is we really focus on, okay, what's important. And then maybe how can we, They'll usually give me those big, those big indicators, sales, um, signups, but how can mm-hmm. we create these conversions in between to really zero in on our performance? Because it is the, the advert, the paid advertising game, the less money you have, the more difficult it is. Mm-hmm. Right. It's unfortunate because you have less data to make decisions. Um, you don't, ha- you can't see if something's working as quickly. If I have a client that's spending a lot of money, I right. can, I can fine tune their campaign in a month. Right. And you can do A, B, you can do all sorts of different things. Exactly. So if you're a small business, you know, I recommend trying something, doing one thing really well. If that's doing some AdWords or if it's, you know, doing some content creation for your website and not trying to do too many things mm-hmm. at once because 
you're going to spread yourself too thin and you'll end up not knowing if anything worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, so you'll I, assume nothing did and you're not going to try it again. Exactly. And you've just, you felt like you've wasted your money because you don't have those metrics to mm-hmm. say, oh, this, this campaign produced the, these results. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't really know if that works. So um, I think the most important part is setting up those KPIs mm-hmm. um, and then measuring against those, mm-hmm. you know, weekly, monthly, whatever, you know, however often you have time to, to analyze those. I think that's the most important part um, and focusing less on well, I want to be here. I want to be there. Mm-hmm. Where again? Where are your clients? Um, how can I? How can I reach them the most effectively? Right. You know, and and whether it's Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, any of the mm-hmm. online platforms, you know, you need to be as specific as possible. And and they want you to be as specific. They want you to be successful. Let me put it that way. Because if you're right. successful, you do it again. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and and so you know, like if you're running an ad on, say, Facebook. And, and you're going through the demographics, go back to who your, your avatar is. You know, I, I always mm-hmm. get a kick out of when I see a Facebook ad, I'm like, okay, that's not me. Yep. Um, you know, and, and, and so they just, you know, may have picked a zip code or, right. you know, an age, you know, things like that. But, but yeah, the, because again, you're saving money. I mean, if your ad yes. is showing to me and, you know, I don't care, then you mm-hmm. wasted that money. If you show your ad to the person who might buy your product, it's not a waste of money. Absolutely. I love it when I see um, there's a couple of brands that, that do it really well. There's smaller uh, marketing agencies that you know I've partnered with in the past and they I, I'll see their ad on Facebook or Instagram and I'll look uh, I, you know I can see how many people have viewed it and it's oh this has only been viewed by maybe 10 people but right. I am like it's the, the right perfect 10 person. People. Exactly. I'm like, mm-hmm. you guys have it nailed because you probably, you know, that you didn't spend a lot of money on that. You really, you have your metrics, you're creating these micro conversions and then retargeting to these audiences too. Mm-hmm. It's just a real win-win because it takes, you know, I, what is it? I think it takes like seven times before someone commits yeah. an action at this point. It's, right. it's mm-hmm. really becoming um, smaller and smaller. Right. And that's really only half the battle, unfortunately, is you, you got to get them to see your ad. But then it's cool. Now Dude. I have them. Mm-hmm. What what can I do now? And if, you, if you're taking them to your homepage, that might be the right play. It mm-hmm. might not be the right play. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, again. It's going back to your point about being specific. If you if you are looking for a specific product, mm-hmm. let's say you're looking at um, you get an ad for blue shoes, mm-hmm. like these blue cool Nikes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they look really great. And then you click on the ad, and you're taken to the homepage, and then you it's, start seeing yeah. Adidas, white mm-hmm. Adidas. You're like, right. what is or this? You're going shirts, and yeah, you're supposed to search for. Well, no, not going to happen. No, absolutely not. You're gonna you're gonna leave that site mm-hmm. because your attention span is we're we're limited with our time. Which mm-hmm. we we only have so much time. We see so many ads, so it's creating that mm-hmm. kind of consistent flow throughout the process. That's really where the magic happens. You know, and it's easy to create landing pages. You know, it's it's just mm-hmm. so easy to create that page where, you know, I see the ad for the blue shoes on Facebook. I click on it. I go to your website. And what comes up right. is the page for the blue shoes. Yes. Now, you know, the smart person is going to say, now to go along with those blue shoes, you need red socks. You know, and, and you know, and then they're going to start yeah. guiding you through that process. But yeah, if I get to the website and, and I have to search for those mm-hmm. blue shoes, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If there's any sort of disconnect, 
then it just, it, it kind of, it destroys credibility. And again, we just, we don't have time for that. Right. So. Now you talk about, you know, we, we have to have data. And I think that mm-hmm. is probably that the, you, you absolutely have to have it. I mean, you do, you absolutely have to have it, but I think it's one of the least things. I mean, we kind of mentioned it. I just want more clients. I went, mm-hmm. you know, okay, no, no, no. How many more clients and all of those things. And, and so yeah. talk to us about why data is absolutely positively must, you know, must have, can't live without. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it's, it's so important because it, influences all of the decisions that we make. And I think going back to emotion, mm-hmm. um, you can use this data to test these emotional, these emotional triggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work with a, a divorce attorney firm and we've tested various, various creative, whether it's fear or if it's anger or if it's at peace, creating kind of these peaceful resolutions. And you're able to test that using data to find out what's going to work. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, what we've seen is that it's hard to make assumptions and you can't really, you, you have these assumptions, but you need to test them and you need the data. We, in the case of this, the divorce attorney, all of his competitors were using kind of anger and fear. I see these ads for mm-hmm. like when the ring comes off. What's going to happen to off. my kids? Mm-hmm, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to, we're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to take every dime from your spouse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have conversations with him and, and it's just, that's not the, that's not hit. That's not mm-hmm. his, how he wants to run his firm. That's not him. And we actually tested some ads and those performed terribly. The ones that performed well were that we're going to create kind of a smooth transition. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to put you at peace. We're here on your side. So you wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have known that without kind of having these data Mm -hmm. decisions and um, having these systems in place. And it's, it's, we live in a great time because it's not, it's, it's not that difficult to set Mm -hmm. them up. Products like Google analytics are Mm -hmm. free. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I understand that how you interpret that data requires oh, a yeah, certain level yeah. of skill. Uh, but um, but getting them set up at least so that way, if you do decide to work with a marketer or if you work with an agency or you hire someone, you have that data tracking, recording all the time because you can gain so much insights from your from your website, from your social media account. And then, if you want to start advertising, you have a huge advantage because you have all this data mm-hmm. ready to go. So that's why, you know, I think it's absolutely critical. Right. You know, and, and we tell people, you know, you, how do you know if you reach a goal if you don't know, A, what the goal is and, right. and how to get there? You know, it's kind of, I must be wanting to go on a road trip because I, I keep thinking about cars. You know, how do you know when you get in the car and start driving if you're there, if you didn't know where you're there was going to be? Yeah. And that's, that's so true. And it's, and sometimes you might set these goals and they're completely unrealistic. Right. You know, I, 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 one of my favorite books is Traction um, by Gina Wickman. And, and I've actually, I've been using this for my business. And I was setting some very specific, tangible goals for Q1, where I wanted to have a certain number of meetings. You know, I wanted to create X amount of blog content. Um, I wanted to have all these things. And I think I came up with like, with six goals. And as mm-hmm. I'm looking through it, I'm like, oh, wow. Um, it doesn't <laughs> sound like a lot, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm reading the book and they're like, this is, this is what's going to happen. You're going to mm-hmm. set all these goals for your mm-hmm. first quarter that you go through this process. Mm-hmm. And then the next quarter, you're probably going to set five and the next right. one, you're going to set three. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really. Because you fine tune it. Mm-hmm. On a few things and doing them well. 
and that's where the that's where the magic happens. So I, I love that process. I recommend that that book to all my clients, mm-hmm. and it, you know, we go through it, um, and we'll talk about how I fit. You know, how how my team can fit in in your marketing piece of you know how does this marketing decision affect your sales mm-hmm. process because it's really all tied in together, and and that's that's another that's another thing that I love is I love not looking at marketing and sales as different silos. They're really very much, Mm -hmm. they should be in sync and we have to think about them the same way. Right. And people need to stop making faces when we say you're in sales. (laughs) Yeah. You're in sales, you know, but, but yeah, it's, they are definitely a partnership because you can't have one without the other, Um, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. then you put R and D, all of those various other things in there. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's just absolutely critical to have all those pieces together. Absolutely. I know, like, you know, during my time in the corporate world, I was working in the marketing department, we would, we would butt head with with sales all right. the time. And that was, that was, that was mm-hmm. good. I think through conflict, we, mm-hmm. we, we learned a lot about each other. But at the same time, we still looked at mm-hmm. our departments as separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had mm-hmm. different goals. But, you know, I, I w- I'm a marketing guy, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like without sales, I realize right. that I'm not needed. Yeah. So yeah. We, need, you, we, we have to be on the same team. Yeah, We can market the living daylights out of a product, but if nobody buys it, <laughs> yes. know, it's not going to matter. Um, and it's, yeah. And it's that same process of when, you know, a salesperson is selling a product, what, mm-hmm. you know, what communication strategies are they using? Are they, you know, how do we, how do we generate interest? How do we generate desire? These are things that you know, on your landing page mm-hmm. or in your ads that you really need to be thinking about is getting deep into those, those psychological um, triggers that, right. that are, that are available. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it's, it, it is about that, that teamwork thing. I always think about Super Bowl ads. I don't think they get the salespeople involved in those at all because the, you know, Super Bowl ad is designed to catch people's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they spend millions of dollars to do it. Right. And I always wonder just how successful those actually were in converting. Um, now, some of them are awareness. I mean, I think Budweiser would probably mm-hmm. be a great example of, you know, we're, we're getting awareness. And and people know, okay, the Clydesdales and the cute story about the puppy, you know, that, that's mm-hmm. Budweiser. You know, right. we're not wondering, is it Coors? Is it, you know, some other thing? We know it's Budweiser. But, you know, there are so many times where you you see it. And whether it's a print ad, whether it's, you know, Facebook, you know, you know, all of those various things that the marketing people went, Ooh, this is pretty. Oh, we could win yes. an award. We can yeah. win an award on this. Right. right. And the yeah. salespeople are like, but back to like your farmers, you know, our, mm-hmm. our people, you know, the people we're selling to don't even have smartphones. Agreed. Yeah. And I think I look back at this last Super Bowl and, and, I remember that Coinbase commercial where it's the QR code bouncing around the screen. Right. I'm like, mm-hmm. This is a this is a company they're not doing so well right now, but this uh, is a yeah. company mm-hmm. that understands their their mm-hmm. target market. That mm-hmm. is, you know, they have their cell phone ready mm-hmm. and they could track exactly how many people right. clicked on that QR code. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And people were, you know, created that buzz mm-hmm. afterwards too. Right. You know, so and, some and guys there's... do it right. Yeah, yeah, and and there's easy ways to be able to track even some of that stuff. I remember mm-hmm. way back, way back when we didn't have internet and, and we didn't do all of those things, we would run campaigns and give different phone numbers. And that was a very easy way for us to, to know, okay, they, they saw this ad, they called this number. 
they saw this ad, they called this number. Okay, this one worked, that one didn't. Um, you know, and, and same thing now with just being able to track, okay, they clicked on that, went to this landing page, or they did this. I mean, you know, there's, there's so many mm-hmm. ways to be able to track it that are pretty simple now and yeah, always have I, been. Yes, it's so true. And, and right now I'm working with a lot of B2B businesses where the sales cycle is longer and mm-hmm. the products are more expensive. So it's, it's so imperative to track each stage of the process because that's how you know mm-hmm. that things are working and, and you right. can pivot more, you know, mm-hmm. more quickly if, if they aren't. You know, and it's funny, we talk about goals and, and I always remember, you know, that in marketing and in various other places, we're told to have your BHAGs, right? Your mm-hmm. big, hairy, audacious goals. And those are kind of your pie in the sky type of things, right? And we want people to dream about, okay, I'm going to have a yacht and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Right. But then they forget that they've got to have the little goals in between. Um, yes. You know, and, and so, and, and, and they have to change. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. what were your goals five years ago? I'm guessing they changed when the world shut down, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And then it's 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 breaking those goals down into creating habits too, which which is like a huge part of of, of my life. And I think it's it's helped it's helped myself and I've, I've it's helped a lot of my uh, my my entrepreneur friends as well. Is is building those successful habits. It's setting that goal and then strategically, how can I get to that goal? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's creating, and then setting up those micro goals in between that really, then you, then you're at the end of the year and like, oh, I reached my goal. How did I do it? Oh, well, I had, you know, I, I set a goal to have one meeting every week and I did that. And then, you know, my revenue was up 50%. This is great. Right. Right. And, you know, and, and as we said, they have to be flexible. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. two and a half years ago, we would have said, we're going to go to X number of networking events and conferences per month, per week, per whatever. Right. I haven't been to an in-person thing since February of 2020. Will I go back to them? Sure, but just mm-hmm. not now. And so I had to pivot to say, okay, I'm going to do X number of online types of things. You and I met on Lunch Club, yeah. um, you know, and and so it's just a matter of, of switching stuff around. And, and I think... Unfortunately, what we saw in, in you know, some of the cases when businesses failed during the pandemic, it was because they could not change. You know, they might still have been saying, you know, maybe they were a restaurant. We're going to serve 200 people a night. Now we're going to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you know, you're going to have five people that go through the drive through. Um, yep. you know, and, and so, you know, you can ramp back up to, to those big numbers. But hey, your light just went out. Um, okay, and- <laughs> lights are back. <laughs> I love it for for everybody that's just listening. For real, sudden, you know, poor Andre was in the dark. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, you know, those goals have got to be flexible, and they have got to mm-hmm. change. Um, you know, and 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 the faster we realize it, I think that's the other thing with so many people. And you know, gotta love it when we were initially told two weeks we're shutting everything down for two weeks and every yeah. person went uh-uh <laughs> you know we all knew it was good but but we had no idea how long i mean you know a couple yeah. of months i don't think anybody in march of 2020 would have thought that two years two plus years later we were still going to be dealing with a lot of what we're dealing with now and and so you know to make those changes you might have held off a little bit but you still had to make those changes yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you. I was similar to you. I was in a lot of in-person networking groups, and and this was COVID was 
was horrific and, and it, it did hurt a lot of people's businesses, but it, you know, to think of the positive side, it's created all these, these online communities where we're more willing to do business with people we've never met before. My, my biggest client, I've, you know, I've only met them in person twice and we signed deal. We signed a deal without ever meeting in person. I don't, I don't think that would have happened pre COVID. So I think right. it's just, it's created some opportunities. And, and through that we met on lunch club. I've, uh, I've started a, a mastermind mm-hmm. called uh, uh, Market Mastery, and we focus on helping product managers and marketing managers solve problems. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of a once a month thing, and right. we get down to we get right down to business, and we mm-hmm. we it's almost like therapy for marketers right. and product managers. Right. So there's yeah. it's you, opportunity. You were telling me about it. It's, it sounds like such a cool group because they all come with a problem, and it's mm-hmm. you know okay, we're going to solve this problem, and. Of course, the, the the thing about doing it digitally is, you know, now they can be from wherever. So you can pick and choose, you know, you don't, if, if say you might have conflicts of interest, okay, then you have two different groups. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy to be able to, to, you know, pivot. I hate that word, right? And aren't we all tired of yeah. that word? Yeah, but yeah, but it, it, it allowed us to expand. And I think we would have gotten there, but mm-hmm. obviously COVID made us do it overnight. Yeah, we really had to ramp things up quickly, and um, it was yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. been an opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know, and and again, as marketing people, we had to totally rethink how we were going to do things. Um, you know how we're, how are we going to get people the messages? You know, I mentioned that that we bought a pickup. I bought a pickup right in the middle mm-hmm. of COVID, right? Which means no test driving because they weren't going to sanitize it every time. Wow. Um, you know, and so you were supposed to look on the websites, okay. That worked if their inventory was correct, because I certainly wasn't going to get in you know, my car and go toddling down there and then have them say, oh, sorry, we don't even have those in stock anymore. Uh, you know, and, and so they had to ramp up to do real online chats, not the AIs, not the, you know, now the AIs were good to be able to say, okay, what are you looking for? Sedan, minivan, mm-hmm. whatever, and then get you to a real person. But, you know, we had to be able to have those conversations that we would have had in person, we had to be able to do them online. And a lot of companies just weren't able to do that. Right. It's that, that personalized touch that we, we desperately still, we, we will always want that. We want mm-hmm. that. We want to feel heard and communicated to, and you're right. Some companies did it really well and, and some mm-hmm. right. unfortunately didn't. And, and we're okay with it being AI. You know, as long as we know that, mm-hmm. you know, I, you, we, we keep mentioning that you, that we met on lunch club and, you know, it's uh, the platform sets up meetings for people Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Mondays and Tuesdays are actually better for me for my schedule. And so mm-hmm. I go into their little chat thing and I fire that off. Now, I knew I was going to get an automated response. So I wrote right. my question very simple, very basic. And I got a very simple, very basic response that said, for right now, we're focusing on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then it said, but we will consider moving to you, you know, and and you know, it was it was it was you know, and and but then it said, if you want to continue the discussion, mm-hmm. a, a real person. I mean, you know, I forget how they worded it, but they they basically said a real person will now participate. Um, you know, and, and so I did. I responded and I said. You know, I am curious as to why, you know, and, and, and they responded and they said, you know, it's just, we can only do so much. And so we picked mm-hmm. those three days because, you know, and, and they've got a very sophisticated algorithm that, that sets mm-hmm. up the scheduling. I've always been very impressed with that. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I got the AI, I knew I was getting the automated response, but then I was given the option. Do you want to talk to a real person? 
right? I think that's such the that's the most important part is you know when chatbots, some chatbots still do it where they you know they they kind of allude that they're a real person, but you know, hello, not. this is Ruth. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, be authentic, be real. Um, and then chatbots can be very, like in this case, that was that was exactly the service that you probably expected. And um, they did it right. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I've seen them where they've said, hey, this is Ruth, the automated response system. Yeah. You know? And and so, you know, okay, you know, and, and um, but but yeah, it's, it's it's interesting how these things are evolving and and uh and and like i said i think it would have gotten there but it was like okay this has to happen now yep i think it it, it sped us up mm-hmm. five five ten years in the way we communicate right you know and and even brick and mortar places had to figure out how in the heck are we going to deal with this because you know mm-hmm. of course the biggest question are you open I mean, that really was probably the biggest question that most of these places were going to get is, are you open? You know, especially Mm -hmm. in the first couple months. And if I couldn't tell from their website, their Facebook page, their whatever, and if I called and got voicemail, the assumption was they're closed. Even if it said something, you know, and, and so... Yeah, I, I, you know, those those places needed to have, even if it was just, you know, somebody answering the phone and saying, hey, we'll get back to you. But, right. or, you know, we are open. And then yeah. but this is the automated system because, um, you know, and, and, but, but yeah, it was, and, and that comes back to knowing who your audience is. You know, mm-hmm. what, what type of information do they want and when do they want it? And how do they exactly. want it? Right. And I, and I think back to a lot of the restaurants during, during COVID too. And now, even now where we're so used to using the QR code. Um, but again, it's like, you have to know your audience. I've, if it's a fancy five-star restaurant, you probably aren't going to take out your QR code, right? Or, or one a, that targets, know. say, senior citizens. Mm-hmm. My yep, mom always goes, what's that little checkerboardy thing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's, yeah, knowing your audience, you know, you're a millennial or a Gen Z or, you know, Gen X, they're going to be probably fine with it. Maybe they're, maybe we'll grumble a little bit um, just because that's human nature, right. but um, changes, change can be difficult. But again, knowing your audience and providing that a level of service that you expect. Right, right. You know, and, and I, it's, it comes back to exactly what you were saying before. The easiest way to figure that out is to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's so many tools available. You can conduct mm-hmm. surveys with your clients, email. Um, you know, SurveyMonkey is a free platform. Mm-hmm. Let's right. you can use these things, mm-hmm. right? You know, and 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 it is. It's just you know that that simple is to be able to say, "How do you want this?" And if possible, offer mm-hmm. multiple options. Um, I think probably medical care would be one of the the ones that is you know something where you know obviously in most part we went to virtual visits. Some mm-hmm. people think those are the greatest things in the world. Some people are like, nah, I, I want to be seen. So right. if you're able, offer both, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so, and, and it's always interesting when, when places do that. Same thing with, you know, are you, it, it comes back to the old dine-in, take home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, restaurants right. figured that one out a long time ago. Yeah. And like to kind of circle back to the data thing is you have, even if maybe you don't have website data, you don't mm-hmm. have if you have clients, you mm-hmm. have so much information. Go back to your ex-clients. Right. Ask them what they like about you. Ask them what they don't like about mm-hmm. you. 
ask them to refer you. Mm-hmm. That's it's such a uh, like a goldmine of of information and potential new business that I see a lot of a lot of uh, companies leave on the table. It's not mm-hmm. is ignoring those pre existing relationships right. that you can take to the next yeah. level. Because yeah. we can spend a gazillion dollars on ads. But mm-hmm. I'll see a Facebook post from a total stranger saying, oh, my God, you should be like, OK. Yeah, right. <laughs> Again, yeah. Going back to that creating, how do we create trust? How do we create credibility? If it comes from someone else, mm-hmm. it means 10 times, right. a, a thousand mm-hmm. times more than it does mm-hmm. coming from you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, we. we well, of we course, have we're going to say biases. we're the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> exactly. But if you have someone else that says that for you. That's where the magic happens. Right. And you can get creative with it. If you don't have a lot of clients, there's, mm-hmm. there's ways to do it. Um, you know, we all have experiences. We have, especially for like new entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. if you have, if you create a new business that was spun off of something you did before, well, go back to your old clients at your old job. Maybe ask yeah. them for referrals mm-hmm. or ask them for testimonials. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways to, to build up your brand mm-hmm. before you really have one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Even if they're just saying, oh, my gosh, Andre is the greatest guy in the world to work with. He meets his deadlines. He, you know, communicates mm-hmm. well. It doesn't matter what you're doing. People go, oh, OK. Yeah. I, Agreed. I yeah. It's mm-hmm. yeah. It's that it's that level of trust that, um, OK, this person this, this is a real person. Mm-hmm. They care. They have a track record of, of success. Right. Yeah. And and that brings up the, you know, OK, you're also going to get negatives. Mm-hmm. deal with those two. You know, I always tell my clients because, you know, every once in a while we get the negative people for whatever reason. I mean, no, no, but no business is perfect. Right. And so, you know, the first thing is like, oh my God, we can't respond. Oh, this is awful. And it's like, no, no, no. You know, now granted, there are some times where you don't, you know, you cannot respond. You know, there might be a legal mm-hmm. reason, things like that. Um, you know, sometimes it's, just somebody decided they were going to vent and you bore the brunt of it. But if at all possible, I tell my clients, we have to respond. We have yeah. to acknowledge because that's really all we want, right? If I'm, if I'm complaining about something, I want somebody to say, Hey, we heard you. You know, mm-hmm. we might not be able to fix it, but we heard you. Right. Yeah. I think a negative review provides a ton of information. Oh, um, we Far more sometimes than the positives, right? Absolutely. I, I always, that's the first thing I ask is, you know, when I start with someone is what, what are your top objections? What are some of your negative reviews saying? Because mm-hmm. we can, we can address them mm-hmm. in the future on our landing page, on our, you know, how we communicate, how can we fix our process so this doesn't happen again is, is something that we, we really can't ignore. It's, it sucks. It hurts when someone says mm-hmm. you're not good, right. but they don't love um, us. <laughs> yeah. But what's the opportunity? How can we deal with that? It's not, it's not inherently bad. It's your judgment on, on the situation that right. makes it bad. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you have five people that say it took them too long to answer the phone, mm-hmm. then it's taken too long to answer the phone. Um, you know, right. and, and so figure out, okay, what do we do? Even if you just get the, hello, please hold. Hello, please hold. I'm like, oh, okay, well, at least there's somebody there. Um, but but yeah. yeah, you know, res- you figure out those and, it, you know, people hate failure. They, you know, but that is where we get our best information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that struggle, that conflict mm-hmm. is is where the the real magic happens. Right, definitely agree with that. 
Oh my gosh, Andre, we are almost at the top of the hour. It's always so much fun talking marketing because it, it goes back to my roots. Um, you know, and I tell people, yeah, you know, I was doing this before Al Gore invented the internet. Um, you know, and, and, but it's, it is still all the same thing. I mean, you have to know who you're selling to. You have to know what, you know, what is their pain point? And it could be mm -hmm. pleasure point also. I mean, you know, we get caught up in the what's causing them Absolutely. pain. Well, okay, maybe they're buying a luxury car because, you know, it's not because there's a pain point. It's because they're buying the luxury car. Um, you know, so what are, mm -hmm. you know, what are those? So yeah, marketing has not changed. Not, you know, when, when, you know, cavemen were trying to sell square rocks, you know, to, you know, to, that, you know, to, to put on, on things to mm -hmm. make them go somewhere. Somebody probably went, wait a minute, what if we make them round? Yeah. And, and you know, and, and let's ask, Hey, will people buy these? Um, you know, so it's, it's always been there. So if somebody wants to work with you, first of all, tell mm -hmm. us what services you offer and then how they reach you. Yeah. So, um, services we offer are uh, marketing strategy. So anything from, and this is where we work with, you know, businesses of all sizes, where we can take a look at kind of what you're doing mm -hmm. and analyze, is this working for you? Should you be doing something different? How can we go forward? And then tactically, um, we really specialize in, in, in helping clients reach the right audiences on Google through search mm -hmm. op engine optimization. And by that, I mean, not just getting a million people clicking on your website, it's getting the right people clicking mm -hmm. on your website with the right keywords. That strategy, um, really a long-term play there. And then digital advertising specifically focused on lead generation. How can we get more clients in the door? Cool. And I then you can, it. yeah, you can reach us at uh, synthesisinsights.com. And we also offer a uh, the mar the marketing uh, market mastery roundtable. That's mm -hmm. marketmasteryroundtable.com. That's specifically targeted towards uh, marketing managers and product managers. Where it's almost like therapy. It's mm -hmm. free. Um, anyone can join. It's an hour each month where we just figure out we solve problems. Perfect. I love it. I love it. You know, this really has been, as I was saying, it's it's fun. It's it's fun to get back to our roots, right? And really be talking about those things that are, you know, the, if if we're not doing them, we're not going to be successful. Mm -hmm. And and so that's what's, you know, that's why we want to talk about this. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Yeah. Um, I think for business businesses of any size, try not to get caught up in the latest tactic. Focus on the problem that you're solving. Think about things from your client's perspective. Don't get caught up in your features and benefits. That's the, that's the main thing that, that we focus on, and that's how we create campaigns that work. Perfect. I love it. Well, I've been having just an absolutely delightful time. Can't wait to do to do it again. We'll have you on again because I think everybody needs a refresher on this, right? Um, and so I'm Deb Creer. I've been speaking with Andre Rosedahl from Synthesis Insights. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.